Hey, 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 this is Reverend Barbara. Today is a new day and we have come to start a new discussion on today. This is a CYZ connection today with uh, me, Reverend Barbara, and my co-host, Mr. Azarian Bacon. Hello. So we are here uh, and we're going to uh, start off by finishing up something that we left on the last session, which was a question that Mr. Zarian um, was going to research. And that question was, what was the question, Mr. Zarian? Do we, are we born with the Holy Spirit? That's correct. That, yeah. Are we born with the Holy Spirit? And so that was the question he was going to research. And we're going to start off by letting him give us that answer. And then we'll go on from there. So what'd you come up with? Uh, no. And how did you come up with that answer? Uh, because of the, the Bible verse of John 3, 5 through 7, which says, but Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, unless you are born from water and the spirit, you cannot enter God's kingdom. Human life comes from human parents, but spiritual life comes from the spirit. Don't be surprised when I tell you, you all must be born again. Okay, so that just gave clarity as to whether we're actually born with the Holy Spirit, and that would be correct, because we do not have the Holy Spirit with us until we become believers of Jesus Christ. So thank you for um, getting that research done, and we can move on there. Um, but, but with that question, uh, I was uh, pricked with another question that uh, I want to just kind of delve into a little bit. And... Um, Here's the question I wanted to ask. Do you think that we as humans are born as sinners? That's a good question. Okay, well, let's, let's do this. What do you think a sinner is? What is your definition of a sinner? Um, my definition of a sinner is not following god's word okay so if you do something that god instructed you not to do in the bible then that is a sin okay okay um and and that betrays to who anyone yeah okay all right. So with that definition, we'll use your definition. I have a different one, but we'll use your definition. Uh, with your definition, can an infant sin? Yeah. How can an infant sin? Depends on what they do. Okay. Expand on that. It's if they don't do what God has instructed them to do then it is a sin. This goes for any human being. If in the Bible, God said to do one way and we do not do that way, then it is a sin because we're going against God. Okay, so let me, oh, let me give you a scenario and then you can tell me whether whether the, the baby has sinned. So um, I have my infant child in my arms and my infant child has these fingernails that are really, really long. 
and my infant child ends up scratching me on my face. Um, would that be her sin? How the heck does that happen? And how do her fingernails get so long? The baby's fingernails grow. That long but for you to just scratch the face? It doesn't like have that? to be that. It doesn't have to be that long. But if she scratched me on my face and hurt me, is that her sin? How does <laughs> how does that happen? That is, is um, she just just, she answered just, yeah, is that, just I, answered the question. Is that her sin? Because she hurt me. She scratched my face and hurt me. Is that I don't her know. sin? What was the baby thinking? Well, what do you think? An infant. I don't know. Maybe everybody has intentions. It depends on what the baby was thinking on <laughs> at the time. Do you think that do you believe that the baby, the infant, would do that on purpose? Or do you think the baby just ended up doing that because of her own human reactions to things? Neither. Then how 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 would you explain what you happened? Can't. So I mean, you I, can try by like psychology, get into a baby's mind, see what they're thinking at the time. But other than that, you really can't tell. Oh, well, the baby just did an accident, or oh, the baby did it on purpose. You can't really say that because you don't know what the baby's thinking about. Okay, you don't know what the baby is thinking about. So if you have a two-week-old baby. And you don't know what the baby's thinking about. Do you believe that the baby, without having any type of training, any kind of teaching, any kind of anything, that the infant would do things that would not follow God's law on purpose? Or do we just assume something? Um, I think so. Yeah. You think so? What? What do you think? The first statement that you said. And what was that statement? I forgot. Well, then you can't say that. Yes. If you don't remember what I said. Yeah, because I remember agreeing with it. And then you gave me another one and I had to think about that one. And the other one just slipped my mind. Okay. So what I'm trying to get to is if we do not know what is in the mind of an infant without any training, without any teaching, without anything, can we assume that the infant is doing things on purpose to go against God's law? Oh yeah, definitely. Really? So with that, in that case, then you believe that infants are sinners. I did not say that. I just, just said, said that said we that. could we could assume. We could definitely assume. I didn't say that they are, but we could definitely assume that that is that way. So you believe that that infants are not innocent? I didn't say that either. <laughs> do you believe do you believe infants are innocent? Hmm. To a certain degree Yes. So certain it's a it's a it's a 50-50. And I only say that because we don't know what they're thinking. So they could do it on accident or they could just do it on purpose because of the human nature. We don't know. Interesting. But when you grow up, 
then it is you well, know that's, you, that's a totally different situation. Yeah, it's a totally different situation. Up. Right, but for example, when you have your first child, yeah, and your first child starts smacking you, you know, you're going to say you're such a sinful child. They're I have a sinful They're baby. Infants? They're infants smacking you. I don't see it. I'm sorry. I, I just said that there are times when babies have their reflexes. And they will do those kind of things. All I'm trying to get to is, do you believe that an infant can be a sinner, an infant, like between the year from the time of birth till they get to be a year old or two years old? Oh, yeah, definitely. So you believe that that infants and children, babies are sinners? They can be, yes. They can be. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily because what because they may not do the things that god says not to do okay without teaching teaching or not if you do it you do it oh so teaching doesn't make a difference huh okay Mm, Okay. it it does however if we're talking about sin then it would the teaching would help them not to do it again but without teaching and they don't know that they're doing it, it's still a sin. So I'm going to give you another scenario. So if you have a three-year-old who finds a gun and shoots somebody and they end up doing it again, you're saying that that's not a sinful trait, but because nobody, because nobody taught them that it was wrong. How'd you get that? No, No, I'm giving you, I'm giving you a scenario. Yeah, but you said, so I think that they're not simple for doing it. But but you just said that if they have not been taught, then they don't know that it's wrong, then they're not a sinner. No. You just said they don't know it's wrong, but it's still a sin. The teaching doesn't matter. Sin is still a sin. Okay. Okay. However, if they did have teaching then it would help them to not do the sin again. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, I'm just trying to get some some thoughts on that because there are questions that come up about um, babies um, and about all of us being born into sin. All of us are born as sinners. um, And there are different um, theologies about this thing called the doctrine of original sin. And I don't want to get into um, uh, too in depth in it because there's a lot that goes into all those theologies. So um, I just want to ask this question with that theology, let's go upon the understanding that that, uh, all humans are born as sinners. Do you know what other traditions came out of that belief? I do not. Infant baptism. Oh, boy. Infant baptism came out of that uh, theology, especially the, the original doctrine of sin um, from Augustine. So do you know what infant baptism is? No. You don't. Okay. And have you ever seen a infant or a young child be baptized or sprinkled on its head? Um, how young are we talking? 
two weeks, three weeks, five nope. months, two months? Nope. Six months? I, I have not. Ten months? Okay. So you've never seen a pastor sprinkle water over a child's head in a church ceremony? Never. Okay. Um, and if it did happen, I was not paying attention. Okay. <laughs> well, I can believe that part. All right. So, yes, infant baptism came out of that. One of the questions that um, has come up, not only in um, the denomination that I am in, but in other denominations, is that is infant baptism biblical? Um, is that something that is stipulated that must be done um, in, in, the per, in a person's life as an infant or as a young child? Um, that's a question that has come up. Is it biblical? One of the things that we do know about baptism that you read about is that one has to accept Jesus Christ as their savior uh, to become redeemed. They have to believe on Jesus as the son of God and that they have to have a heart for him in order for the Holy Spirit to come into them. And that is the only way they can become a true Christian or a follower of Christ. Um, it has been stated, and I'm going to make this statement, it has been, um, not stated, but it's been assumed by many people uh, who have been baptized as an infant because their parents told them they were baptized as an infant, and they assumed that they were automatically a Christian, which was not true. Now, I'm going to give you my, um, my understanding of why infant baptism is done in many churches. It's not necessarily stating that they become a Christian at that time because infants and young children, and I'm talking about children from the age of zero to like two or three, uh, maybe even four, um, they're not able to know who Christ is. They don't understand and they have not been taught and they cannot um uh, divide good from evil. Um, they, they have not learned enough in order to say, I want to do what Jesus wants me to do. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow his ways. And so therefore, when parents baptize their infants or young children, many, including myself, uh, feel as though that is a covering for their child until they come to confess Jesus Christ for themselves. A covering of grace is what a lot of people, and I have actually stated that it's a covering of grace onto the child until they come to Christ for themselves. So um, however, um, doing the original doctrine of sin through Augustine again, um, infant baptism then, which was back in uh, the 300 AD, uh, infant baptism started up to give forgiveness of their sins at that time, which, and, and to be, have them to become a Christian. So that was, that was a, a I believe, a, a false implication for many people to realize just because you got baptized as an infant 
that you are instantly brought into the um, grace of Jesus Christ and brought into the uh, body of believers as a Christian, which would not be true because they have not confessed on their own. So just wanted to give you that little piece of information. Was that helpful? Oh, did you go to sleep on me? That was that was a lot. That was a lot. It was a lot. So you didn't find that helpful at all, huh? Okay. Um, how about this question? Where do you think babies go when they die? Like the the um like when you get a uh we call it I don't know. An abortion, yeah. What? No. No, that's not the same thing. Okay. I, I said, where do you think babies go when they die? Yeah, aren't isn't that what an abortion is when you kill the baby before it's okay, but okay, we're not talking about abortions necessarily. That's just one way a baby dies. I know it's a way, but like that's 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 what we're talking about, right? Like when the baby dies. No, we're we're talking about babies who have been born. Okay. And then they live for three months, four months, one year, mm. and they die. Uh, um, there's a I can't remember uh, a type of a condition that some children die in their sleep. I forgot what it's called. I'm sorry. But um, what what happens when they die? Well, what do you think? That's a good question. I would like to think that they went to heaven. Why would you? I don't know. I don't know. Why would you think they would go to heaven, though? I said I would like to think. But why would you like to think that? Because, you know... um, because early four months because early you said that they could be sinners so if they're a baby that's a sinner you would still like for them to be in heaven yeah because they they um sinners don't go to heaven well people who sin like and they know they're doing it then yeah but like you can ask god for forgiveness but, but they babies, don't know god but babies, and they can't ask for forgiveness so that's yeah, why i was they're like still a sinner i know that's why i was like it, it would be nice to think that they'd be going to heaven but i honestly don't know okay all righty well um that is a question that uh that has also been asked and most people feel as though children at that young age upon their death will automatically through their innocence. And when we talk about innocence, I'm talking about that the state of not understanding the difference between good and evil and not being uh, taught, then they are innocent of anything. Question. So therefore they go to heaven. What would the difference be between innocence and ignorance? Um, I'm just curious. Probably. Well, okay. It's sounding like a little bit of the same thing. It it does. Actually, it does. However, there's a little, the, the difference that I would 
I can see between the two is that innocence would be um, the lack of knowledge, okay? Not having the opportunity to get the knowledge as, but ignorance is refusing to get knowledge. That's the difference to me. Ignorance is you're refusing to get knowledge. You're not reaching out. Innocence is there's no way for you to, or you're not capable of reaching out. There's a difference to me on that one. That makes sense to you? Sort of. Sort of. Yeah, because they, they are somewhat similar because both cases, they don't know, but to me, innocence is there. There's no way they can find out. They have not had the opportunity. Um, but the ignorance is they had the opportunity and refused to reach or refused to accept or refused to study or refused to learn uh, about anything. So that's, to me, that's the difference between innocence and, and innocence. All right. Um, Concerning, I want to give this one scriptural reference um, about how King David felt um, when his first child with Bathsheba died. And this is a scripture that a lot of people uh, reference to. Um, so it's from 2 Samuel, uh, it's chapter 21. It's the story of him and Bathsheba's first child, and it's verse 23. And if you have that, I'm going to have you read it. Just 2 Samuel chapter 21, only verse 23. This is what David says after um, his child dies, because he had been praying while his child was still alive and sick. Um, he was praying and fasting, um, and then his child died. There... Uh... There is no 23. It's a ch chapter, uh, I'm sorry. Chapter 21, 2 Samuel, chapter 21. Yeah. Okay. And let me make sure I got the right one here. Uh I said first Samuel, right? You said second. I mean, I'm sorry, second Samuel. Mm -hmm. Chapter okay. 21. Right. Verse. I'm sorry. 12. Chapter 12. I'm sorry. Chapter 12, verse 23. Got yeah. it. <clears throat> but now that the baby is dead why should i fast i can't bring him back to life someday i will go get to him but he cannot come back to me okay and and read that last part again now someday i will go to him but he cannot come back to me and that is the reference by which some people go by because what he is saying there is his child cannot become alive again but he can go to where the child is which is assumed in heaven because David was a believer of God, he felt, felt as though he was going to go to heaven and he felt his child was going to go to heaven. So that's why he says 
that I will go to him, but that he will not come back to me. So that is a reference that's also used uh, as to where children um, go to, which is to heaven. Um, so let me ask you one other question. What do you think the age of accountability is? Or do you even know what that means? What does that mean? Okay. Age of accountability is when a child is responsible for their sin. Oh, uh, if that's the case, then I'd be when they, uh, when they're born. Really? You believe that children and as even as infants that we've talked about, that they're responsible for their own sin? Oh, yeah. Okay, so where does teaching come in? Teaching comes in a little bit around, I'd say, maybe is preschool. Is that? Okay. Is that good? Or maybe lower? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, let me back up a little bit then. So when we talk about age of accountability, yes, we're talking about when a child realizes that they have done wrong. Oh, when they realize they've done wrong. Yes. There we go. Okay. When they realize that they've done wrong. When they that, realize they've done wrong. Then they then that sin is up on their head and not the hands of their parents. So what age is that? Is do you feel as though there's a particular age that a child becomes responsible for their own sin? Uh yes. And, and that age would be when the parents teach them about it. Um, now, I know what you're going to ask. What if they don't teach them about it? Mm -hmm. and that's a very good question. And for that question, I will answer it as best as I can when I tell you I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that's a really good answer because no one knows for sure. Um, I know the uh, Jewish tradition is when a child turns 13, um, they have a special ceremony um, for a boy and a girl, bar mitzvah. Uh, it's called bar mitzvah for a boy. And I forgot what it's called. Bar mitzvah, something else for a girl. But Excellent. at the age of 13, that is when it is stipulated uh, and acknowledge that the children then are responsible for their own sin. Um, but we who are not Jewish are not really sure what age that is because it can be different for different um, children, different ages. Um, so we don't really know for a fact. There's another uh, story uh, about Jesus that some people uh, relate to or reference to. Do you happen to know what that is? What story that is? Uh, no. When Jesus was a boy. Okay. And he left his parents. Yeah. Do you know that story? I don't, I don't know if that was a story. I think it was just a verse. It was like he left with his parents. 
and they went somewhere and then it like skipped to when he was like 30 something oh no there's no no um no there's a story i once again, I need to make sure I have my Bible references. I don't have my Bible reference, but there is a story um, in the Bible. It, it talks about when Jesus did go, they went to a Passover, as, they, as all Jews don't do. And they went to a Passover uh, together as a family. But, you know, all the Jews were going. So they had, you know, groups of people going to Jerusalem for Passover. But um, after being there, and being about because they had their family members and everybody was there. And then after a while, they left. After the ceremony and the, the feasts were over, they left. But uh, Joseph and Mary left thinking that Jesus was somewhere around. You know, when you're around big crowds of people, you just think, well, he's probably with his grandma or his aunt or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they left him, um, not knowing that they were leaving him. And so on the later on that day, they went back to Jerusalem to try to find him and they found him in the church. And he says, don't you know that I need to go about my father's business because he was doing the work of the Lord. Right. He was 12 years old at that time. And because of that story, many people use that as a reference also as to being responsible for their own sins. I'm not really sure why that is, but that is sometimes used as a reference. I'm not saying that that is uh, the reference or that is why people um, say that it is, but that's just what they reference to. It's not biblically stated in the Bible what age of accountability is. Okay, you have any other questions you want to ask about sin or, you know, we do have a sinful nature, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know that? The Bible tells me so. <laughs> Jesus loves us. This I do know. All right. Um, I want you to read one more scripture for me. This is to simply give us an understanding of what sin is in us. So if you can turn to Romans 7, it is a lot. But I know you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Romans 7, starting with verse 14. Where am I going to? 20. Yeah. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am not spiritual since sin rules me as if I were a slave. I do not understand the things I do. I do not do what I want to do, and I do the things I hate. And if I do not want to do the hated things I do, that means I agree that the law is good. But I am not really the one who is doing these hated things. It is sin living in me that does them. Yes, I know that nothing good lives in me. I mean, nothing good lives in the part of me that is earthly and sinful. I want to do the things that are good, but I do not do them. I do not do the good things I want to do, but I do the bad things I do not want to do. So if I do things I do not want to do, then I am not the one doing them. It is sin living in me that does these things. All right. Now that, tell me, what does that say to you? That even though I want to do good, 
sin is still around the corner. Still around the corner. Mm-hmm. Around the corner of your heart or around the corner outside of your heart? Yes. Yes, what? Yeah, I agree. Inside, inside or outside? That's both. That's what it is. Both. Well, there is definitely a sin on the outside, but what it's saying is also on the inside of us. Oh, yeah. We have a simple nature. Our flesh takes us to a simple state because our flesh is carnal. We want to please ourselves and not others. And because of our flesh, we don't do what God wants us to do. So when Paul, and Paul is the author of, of the book of Romans, when Paul is talking uh, and describing how, how frustrated he is because he realizes, you know, as a sinner, um, I, can't, I can't do what God wants me to do. It's, it's too hard because the sin that's in me controls me. However, because we thank God of Jesus Christ, who then sends us the Holy Spirit. And when we accept Jesus Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit. And what do you think the Holy Spirit does for us, Mr. Azarian? Guides us. How does it guide us? By making us or letting us realize the correct choices. Okay, I accept that. And that is absolutely correct. It, and it gives us also the strength and the power to overcome what our flesh wants us to do. Because we're going to fight what our flesh wants and what God wants, because it's not always easy to do what it is that God has asked us to do. Because God wants us to love each other and to do things for each other. But if we always want to do something for ourselves and only ourselves because we don't care about anybody else. Um, that is not what God wants us to be like. So the Holy Spirit is what has to convict us and say, I am not going to think about just myself. And, and we thank God for the Holy Spirit because had, had it not been for Jesus Christ sending the Holy Spirit to us and for us to receive it, we would all be in really bad shape because we'd be doing a whole lot of wrong things. Okay. Um, any other thoughts, questions? This is a short one today. Uh, no, I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Well, we have we had a short session today, but I thought we needed to cover a couple of those questions because it just came to my mind when Mr. Zarian came up with that, are we born with the Holy Spirit? I think we need to find out what we are born with and how what what state are we in when we're born and and when does that change and how does it change? So um, there might be others who are listening to us that may want to give us a comment or maybe don't even, have never realized that they are sinners and that they need the Holy Spirit in order to be able to do good uh, within their life. So one never knows how some of these scriptures may um, affect people because I do know for a fact there are many people who thought when they got baptized and as an infant, that they were automatically a Christian. And that is not so. They have to confess Jesus Christ uh, on their own by themselves in order to receive the Holy Spirit and become a born-again Christian. 
All righty. So we're going to close our session out for the day, but guess what? We're going to start on what we said we were going to start on. The, um, you know what that is? The, uh, uh, gift spirits. Gifts. How about spiritual gifts? Yeah, those. Yes. We're going to be talking about spiritual gifts. And um, I thought it was really important for us to maybe cover this part today because we cannot have any spiritual gifts without the Holy Spirit because it is the Holy Spirit that gives us these spiritual gifts. So it's important to understand if we're not a Christian, if we are a sinner and we have not converted, then we're, we're not going to be able to have any of these spiritual gifts. So, um, it was good for us to cover this point today. Uh, yeah, we got plenty of spiritual gifts to cover. It's probably going to take us a little while to cover them because there are a lot of spiritual gifts. And um, Mr. Zion and I are going to try to do our best to help everyone out there to understand what these spiritual gifts are. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have any questions or if you want even want to join in with us, please let me know. RevBarbara at yahoo.com. That's Rev, R-E-V, Barbara at yahoo.com. If you want to be a part of our podcast, or if you would like to do a, uh, a particular topic that you want us to talk about and you want to be a part of that conversation, please, again, let me know. Rev Barbara at yahoo.com. We're on every week and uh, we look forward to connecting with you because that's what we do. We try to connect different generations, different ages. We want to be able to understand each other and to support and encourage each other in our understanding. So we will talk to you on next week. You all take care and God bless you. Bye, guys. Bye.